10 losers to get to this week, and that is not a number I am proud of. And we started off on the wrong foot. I gave out the Chiefs minus 10 and a half, and Drew Locke was actually out there making some plays with his legs. He still can't throw the football, but the Chiefs actually got lucky to win this game. A long scoop and score. It looked like the Broncos were going to go in to go up two possessions. Uh, they fumble. The Chiefs run it all the way back for a touchdown, and they uh, never looked back from there. I gave out the Colts minus 14, and just wow on this one. Uh, there are no words. I was in love with this team all year. I thought they had a great offensive line, a great run game, a great defense. I thought they could overcome Carson Wentz, and they just could not. Carson Wentz was atrocious in this game. Every time you look up, he was turning the ball over. Uh, this team is sitting at home because they couldn't beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in Week 18. That is just unbelievable to me. The Colts, uh, minus 14, was a loser, but they lost that game outright, and they have nobody to blame but themselves. I gave out the Patriots minus six, and the Dolphins really came to play, and I didn't think that they would. It was a prove-it game for Tua, and if anything, you think uh, they're feeling optimistic about their chances going into next year. They would bring it all back. They fire Brian Flores this morning in just an absolutely head-scratching move. We'll get more into that with Josh later on, but I absolutely disagree with that move. I think Flores was doing a fantastic job with his team. If you look back, uh, he's been there for three years, and they've been, they've overachieved in all three seasons. If you look back before he got there, this team was an absolute dumpster fire. I think it was a terrible move, and I think a number of NFL teams will be lucky to have Brian Flores as their head coach. I gave out the Cardinals minus five, and this Cardinals team is just reeling heading into the playoffs. The Seahawks on the other side closed the season strong. Now there's talk that Russ may not be done in Seattle. He may want to come back. Uh, a strong finish to the season by Rashad Penny. He might have made himself more money at the end of the season than anybody else as far as the free agent market comes uh, in the offseason. I gave out the Jets plus 16 and really had to cover the whole game. They were hanging with the Bills. A late touchdown on a fourth down by the Bills pushed this game uh, to them covering. How If they had settled for the field goal, the Jets would have covered this game. As it was, I had the wrong side, but really... Uh, if I had this game to bet, again, I would play it the same way. I think the Jets uh, were really hungry for, to at least make a game of that one. I gave up the Bears plus four, and I just did not think the Vikings would actually try in this game, given that the effort they put up against the Packers the Sunday night before, when they were still alive for the playoffs. Uh, the Vikings are the better team, as I said. I just thought the Bears would put up more effort. Uh, early on in the game, it looked like I was right, but the Vikings ended up pulling away. I gave up the Panthers plus ten, and the Bucks got the two seed, and I really should have reversed course, uh, Josh pointed this out to me as we were giving our picks out last week, and I was like, I had a chance to change course, and I was like, oh no, I'm going to stick with the Panthers. That was not the right move. They had nothing to play for. The Bucks do, in fact, end up getting the two seed. They will play the Eagles in the wild card round. I gave out the Packers plus three, and this is another one that I waffled back and forth on. was not sure how much the Packers starters would play, and it ended up not being enough to get the win in this one. The Lions, uh, could have lost this game and got the, fir the first overall pick because of the Jaguars win. I'm sure if they had this to do over, they might rethink winning this football game. But as it was, Packers minus three was a loser. I gave out the Falcons plus three and a half. And every I didn't watch this game because it was a lot more important games going on at the time. But man, Matt Ryan just turned the ball over. It seemed like left and right. Every time you looked... A at the TV screen, and they had an update from that game. It was a Matt Ryan turnover. It really doesn't matter 
who the quarterback is on the other side, whether it's Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill. Uh, the Saints ended up using both of them in this game. But when Matt Ryan is turning the ball over like he was in this game, uh, you, you're, you're not going to beat anybody. Like I said, it does not matter how poor the quarterback play is on the other side. Finally, I gave out the Browns minus six, and the Bengals, simply put, their backups just made a better game of this uh, than I thought that they would. The Browns ended up winning but not covering uh, the Bengals looking forward to the playoffs. That is going to do it for where I got it wrong. Let's move on to an unfortunately short list of where I got it right. Yay! Actually, just five winners to get to this week. I gave myself a little bit too much credit. Uh, There is one other game that I did not touch on and where I got it wrong. Of course, we're going to break that game down with Josh later on. That was the epic season finale between the Raiders and the Chargers. Just a fantastic game. We're going to break into that game with Josh Walker later on. Uh, Starting on Saturday with where I got it right, I gave out the Cowboys minus six. They're playing against the Eagles backups, and a lot of people were making fun of the Cowboys because they're saying, oh, they had nothing to play for, when in fact, this win actually gave the Cowboys a three seed. So now you improved your seeding. Some people might say that you're playing a better opponent now as the three seed because now you have the 49ers coming in instead of the Cardinals. I Granted, yes, I think I would have rather seen the Cardinals than the 49ers. We'll break into that a little bit later on. But improving your seed is never bad, especially if you're planning on a long playoff run. I mean, if you get to the NFC Championship game, you're going to play the two seed most likely in the second round. But if you win that game, you just open up your chances to possibly have a home game if the one seed does not get to the NFC Championship game. So I'm not upset about improving our seed there. And I got this game right on Saturday as well. Cowboys minus six was a huge winner. I gave out Washington minus seven, and this is one of the games that I really felt the best about. The Giants are absolutely pitiful, clearly just going through the motions. There was one point in this game where Washington punted the ball down to the Giants' one-yard line, and they ran three plays. They threw an incomplete pass and then did two QB sneaks to get a little bit of breathing room for the punter. That just screams, we uh, we don't care about this game. I've never seen anything like that. Two straight QB sneaks at your own goal line. I just, wow. And and Joe Judge, after this terrible season he's had, this Giants team, absolutely pitiful, still has a job, and Brian Flores doesn't. It's absolute joke. I just cannot believe that that is a thing. The Giants should be throwing Joe Judge in the garbage right now to go hire Brian Flores. He's a 10 times better coach than Joe Judge. But I digress. I gave out the 49ers plus three and a half, and a huge second half surge from the 49ers got the win. They were down 17 to nothing in this one, got a field goal right before the halftime, and it really just came down to protecting Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, He was under duress for a lot of the first half and could not get anything done. He got sacked twice. He threw an interception. They gave him some better protection in the second half. A huge play to Debo Samuel set up a game-tying touchdown that sent this game to overtime. They end up getting an interception of Matthew Stafford to seal the deal after kicking a field goal on the opening possession. So the 49ers get the win outright and clinch a playoff spot. They will meet the Dallas Cowboys in the first round. I gave out the Pittsburgh Steelers plus three and a half, and Pittsburgh sneaks into the playoffs thanks to the Jaguars' upset of the Colts and thanks to the Raiders kicking a field goal at the last second on Sunday night. As I said, we're going to break into that game a little bit more with Josh But as I'm sure as everybody listening knows, that game came down to a field goal by the Raiders. Had that field goal been missed, uh, it would have been a tie between the Chargers and the Raiders, and Pittsburgh Steelers would have been out 
of the playoffs. As it was, they sneak in and they will meet the Chiefs, but I do not like their prospects in that game. I almost think that Big Ben would have been better off going out on top with a regular season win than having to go to Arrowhead and essentially just get his ass kicked. Finally, I gave out the Texans plus 10, and as I thought, the Texans played tough, and Davis Mills looked really good. Again, they gave the Titans everything they could want, and then some. The Titans needed this win for a one scene, and it really looked like the Texans might come up and steal this game. As it was, they did just keep it close enough to cover. Texans plus 10 was the right side. That is going to do it for where I got it right. I'm going to take a quick break and come back and break into the playoff matchups a little bit. Welcome back. I meant to touch on the NFL coaching firings uh, with Josh in the segment that is coming up. However, we never got around to it. So I will touch on them solo here for just a second. Four coaches getting fired on Black Monday. Matt Nagy, everybody saw that one coming. The Chicago Bears should have fired him last year, uh, but they made the playoffs. So they kind of felt like, oh, we're obligated to keep him, even though they just slipped into that final playoff spot and got obliterated by the Saints. Uh, Mike Zimmer, everybody saw that one coming. That team has underachieved all the talent in the world. They have no business not making the playoffs. A loss to the Detroit Lions earlier on this year pretty much cemented Zimmer's fate. Uh, Vic Fangio, I think we all saw that one coming as well. Uh, Denver really needs to get a quarterback in there if they're going to succeed. But they have all the other pieces. Uh, Vic Fangio out as well. That was not a surprise. The one that was a surprise was Brian Flores in Miami. He never should have been fired. Uh, you still have guys like Matt Rule and Joe Judge who had much worse seasons than Brian Flores, and they're still keeping their job. It's hard to think uh, that race doesn't factor in when, when you consider what is the only thing that is different about Flores than these other two is that he is a minority. You like to think that things are changing, and it just seems like they, they never do. Uh, minority head coaches have a shorter leash in the NFL. It, it is a uh, sad, sad truth, unfortunately. Uh if you look at that first season by Flores, yes, he's been over 500 the last two years, but I would argue that his most impressive feat was winning five games with that horrible roster he had in 2019. Everybody thought that that team was going to go 0 and 16. If you went to sports books, there were bet there were like specific bets that you could have. Will the Miami Dolphins go 0 and 16? And the odds weren't all that high, so a lot of people thought that team was going to be absolutely terrible. I think their over under win total was either three or four that year. They ended up going five and 11. Uh, in a season they were supposed to get the number one overall pick, everybody was like, oh, they're, they they just they should have just tanked. They should have just tanked. They end up getting Tua anyway and end up getting the guy that everybody thought they were going to get in the first place with the number one overall pick. And Tua's start to his NFL career has been tumultuous, has not been the best, has not been what you would expect. But he's been solid, and that's a lot is thanks to Brian Flores. He's been a fantastic head coach. He's been a calming influence, some stability for that organization, has the defense playing well every week, has built a great defense. Uh, the downfall of that team has been the atrocious offensive line, and if anything, that's the GM. And word coming out of Miami was that basically it was either the GM or it was Brian Flores that had to go, and they went with Flores. It just completely blows my mind. If you look at this team, they are just not built properly on the offensive line. I think that GM uh, Greer is getting way too much credit for basically fleecing Bill O'Brien in the Laramie Tunsil trade. He's just getting all the credit in the world for that, and everyone's like, oh, he's just this this savvy wheeler and dealer. Like, no, he had one good trade against the guy who had absolutely no clue what he was doing, and he's just going to ride off of that. He gets to keep his job while Brian Flores gets kicked down the road. Absolutely Terrible firing by the Miami Dolphins. And Flores is immediately a candidate for other vacant head coaching jobs. You know you've made a mistake when the guy you fire is instantly getting uh, uh, consideration for other head coaching. Not another coordinator job. Instantly getting consideration for other head coaching jobs. 
a terrible firing by the Miami Dolphins. Should have never happened. He should still have his job. Guys like Joe Judge and Matt Rule should be fired. I just, I just don't get it, man. It makes absolutely no sense to me. And like I said, uh, every time you think that things are changing for the better, you have Deion Sanders, who seems to be making a movement for black coaches to um, get the recognition that they deserve. He's, he's pulling recruits away from big schools. And that, that's a fantastic thing. It's a, the NCAA and the NFL need a kick in the ass like that to wake them up to hire more minority coaches. And you think you're making a move in the right direction, and you take three steps back with a move like this. Just a terrible firing by the Miami Dolphins. Uh, just makes no sense to me. I hope Brian Flores lands on his feet and goes somewhere else and just really sticks it to the Dolphins because this is a complete joke. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then invite Josh on. Welcome back, Josh Walker. Welcome to the show. I've been burying the lead this entire podcast, uh, leaving out the season finale to the NFL season, that Raiders-Chargers game. Now, you ended up being on the right side of that when you gave out the Raiders. I was on the Chargers. However, I have to ask you, man, are you ready to change your mind about Justin Herbert after that performance he put up? I'll, I'll, say, I'll say Justin Herbert is definitely an emerging quarterback. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't say he's – I will say he's still a little bit overhyped, but he's not as overhyped. He was making spectacular throws Sunday night. That was, that was a great game to watch. That was the best way to end the NFL season. You know, you, know the, the, you, know the, the, you know the best thing they say about a game is when a game can keep you up into the game. And that game didn't end at like twelve thirty, and I didn't go to sleep at like one thirty because I was just so enthralled by the game. Like, what happened? How this happened? Like, it was so many coincidences. The Steelers were in, then they were out, then they were in, then they were out. Then it was like, oh, they're gonna go for a tie. Then they then then Staley called the timeout, then they went for it for a first down. So it was a it was it was the perfect way to end the NFL season. Perfect way. I actually uh did not agree with a lot of the people that were saying the Raiders should just go for a tie. And initially, that was my thought. Like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then I thought about it. It's like, wait a minute. If they tie, they have to go to Arrowhead on Wild Card Weekend as opposed to going to Cincinnati. Now, I don't want to throw any shade at the Bengals, but they are definitely an easier game than going to Arrowhead and playing the Chiefs, who we've already seen the Raiders lose to twice this year. Yeah. I mean, you, you definitely got a better chance of beating Cincinnati than you do Kansas City, in my opinion. Yeah, I heard that uh, one of the Raiders told uh, Austin Eckler after the game, like, oh, we were going to go for the tie if, if you guys didn't call that timeout. And the timeout got called, like, the, the play clock was ending. You could tell it was just really to get the defense ready. But And then the, the Raiders still ran the ball on the next play. And I think if they had gotten tackled uh, before the 40-yard line, you might have seen them just take a knee or, mm-hmm. or, or not even run another play. I think the fact that they got yardage on that play is what this made them decide to kick the field goal. I don't think it had anything to do with Staley's timeout. I see him catching a lot of heat for, for that one. No. I mean, let me say this. People are so short-minded that it's sad. However, let me say this. Them losing to the Raiders is not why they didn't make the playoffs. They lost to the Texans. Now, you can't be a serious contender about making the playoffs when the season is on the line. I'll give you an example. Tampa Bay lost to Washington. That happened early. That happened in the middle of the season. Now, I'm not saying you should have a bad loss because that loss, Tampa Bay had made that, – that's, that's, that's why they're not the number one seed. So I understand that. But if you're going to have a bad loss, you'd rather have a bad loss early in the season or during the middle of the season. You can't be in no playoff contention hunt and lose to the Texans. That's just un- – that, 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 was, that was the game that I knew that they weren't going to make the playoffs. You can't be a serious contender – and telling me you, you trying to make the playoffs, and then you lose to the Texans. That's unforgivable. So I'm not, I'm not going to just blame the coach. I'm not going to just blame the quarterback or the defense. This is a collaborative effort. Because, again, 
You can't be a contender and lose to the Texans when you know your season is on the line. That's just unacceptable. I think their their run defense, obviously the reason that they lost that game to the Texans is the fact that that run defense is absolutely atrocious. This is something they definitely need to address in the offseason. I will say, however, those early season losses can come back and bite you. The reason that the Patriots uh, are not AFC uh, East champions is because of that loss to the Dolphins in week one. They, of course, ended up losing the week 18 game anyway. However, you have to think that if that game was for the division, they would have had a little bit more effort to put forward in that one. Uh, anything else to say about that Raiders-Chargers game before we move on? No, it was just a great game. Like I said, perfect way to end the NFL season. Perfect way. I think it might have been uh, – I don't want to be hyperbolic and uh, have a recency bias. It might have been the greatest regular season game of my lifetime. Absolutely fantastic. And I'm glad that – I'm glad I can't it disagree with that. I'm glad it didn't end in the tie. Even though I was rooting for the Chargers, I did not want to see a tie in that one. So uh, that moves us to wild card weekend. And uh, the six games that we have, five of them are rematches from the regular season. So we'll touch on what happened in the first matchup between those teams. And in some cases, two matchups. We have uh, two divisional matchups in the first round. And uh, the 49ers and Cowboys are the only ones that aren't a rematch. But I'll obviously have more to say on that one anyway, being my beloved Dallas Cowboys. But we're going to start. With that first Saturday game, it is the Raiders taking on the Bengals. The Bengals are going to be a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, That's the early line on this one. The Bengals won the first matchup 32-13. to However, that game was 16-13 to late in the fourth quarter. A Bengals touchdown followed by a pick and another immediate touchdown kind of threw that score out of whack. The game was a lot closer than the final score would indicate. The Raiders were able to hold Jamar Chase in that one. A big game from Joe Mixon is what got the job done there. I think this game will be closer than that first one. As I said, it was 16-13 to 13 late in the fourth quarter of that one. I think the Raiders will hold their own here. I like them to cover. However, I think the Bengals do win the game. Oh, man. This is, this is one of the toughest games of the week to pick. Uh, I think you know which game of the week is the easiest for me to pick. This one is one of the toughest. Uh, I am going to take the Raiders minus six and a half and plus six and a half. And I'm going to take the Raiders on the money line to win straight out. Now, I know most people think Cincinnati is the better team and they are the better team. But there's a such thing in the NFL is called being too young. And I think Cincinnati is too young. They have a rookie head coach, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase won't be single covered in the playoffs. Teams won't allow you to just let your one player beat you in the playoffs. So. If that's the case, then shit, Tampa Bay should win. They got they got Mike Evans and Gronk. So they're not going to allow you to just, you know, have one player kill. So um, I think the Raiders are prime. I think the Raiders are ready. I picked the Raiders before the season started. Obviously, uh, they had a season of uh, of hell. Can I ask you a question before I continue on this pick? Sure. Who do you, who do you think has had a more uh, tumultuous. Chaotic, tumultuous season? The, the Las Vegas Raiders or the New Orleans Saints? Uh, definitely the Raiders, I would say. Thank you. Some – I have a friend of mine. There's a reason why I'm asking. I have a friend of mine listening to this lovely podcast. By the way, people, you get this podcast on Apple, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, Apple Store, wherever you get your uh, podcasts from. I have a friend of mine listening to this. Thank you for confirming. Do you try to tell me that the Saints had a more tumultuous season than the Raiders? No. The Saints never fired their head coach. Just because they had different quarterbacks doesn't mean that you had a more tumultuous season. They fired their head coach during the season. Tumultuous. That can set a franchise back for years. But anyway. I like the Raiders to cover, and I like the Raiders to win the game. Cincinnati is too young. Shows in the playoffs. I like Derek Carr. I like the momentum that he had. I told people that they were going to beat the Chargers last Sunday night. They were the underdog. They are going to win that game in Cincinnati uh, Saturday. 
I definitely like the uh, Casey Hayward. Obviously, did a great job on Chase in their previous matchup. Now Chase has since uh, got obviously this is a, a matchup early in the season. Chase is playing much better now, but I still think that they will be able to hold him in check. This is also uh, Carr's first playoff game. Of course, the last time the Raiders in the playoffs, uh, yeah. he broke his leg late in the season, was not able to participate in the playoffs. I think he's going to be raring to go, and I. Either, I'm not sure that the Raiders win this game outright, but I definitely think they cover that six and a half. And that's going to move us on to the next Saturday game. It's the Patriots taking on the Bills. The Bills are installed as an early four and a half point favorite, the over-under sitting at 43. Obviously, these are division rivals that played twice uh, this season. The road team won both matchups. The Patriots won in that winter storm game. The Bills won in a more traditional game uh, at the Patriots. And even in the loss, the Patriots had a shot in that game it really looked like the, the Bills were in control the entire game. However, the Bills were up just one possession and a huge third and 10 completion to uh, Isaiah McKenzie in that one from Josh Allen really salted that game away. A couple of other key plays really helped the Bills ice that one away. The Patriots didn't play particularly well, but still had their chances in that one. Uh, however, I think the Bills are the better team. They're at home in this one. You got the Bills Mafia behind you. I think that they come out and win this game fairly easily. We agree. I like the Bills plus four and a half. I mean, minus four and a half. I'm sorry. Buffalo is just a better team. New England, they had a great year, but their season in, in Buffalo. Yeah, I, I, obviously with the Bills' top corner being out, you could have a number one receiver take advantage of that. However, the Patriots really don't have that guy who can take advantage of, of that. So I, I definitely think the Bills win this game. Anything else to touch? This is your former team. Nothing else to say about, about the Patriots here? No, I mean, I, 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 I love the Patriots. I think they're a great organization. But, I mean – the, the foolishness that was coming out of there earlier this year, talking about Mac Jones with the young – I mean, come on, bro, stop. I, I, like, I like people, you know, making comparisons, but let's make realistic comparisons. You know, we don't – like, I, I, I get we have to fill time. Like, we do a podcast and all that, but we don't got to talk about – no disrespect. We don't got to talk about no BS. Like, come on out, stop. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm – not, we, we, like, look, I've I seen Kendrick Perkins – I know I'm talking about basketball, but I've seen Kendrick Perkins on TV and say, John Morant is the next Michael Jordan. Are you serious, bro? Like, bro, let him be John Morant. He don't got to be Michael Jordan. Just let him – like, we don't got to go on TV or go on these shows or, or just say anything. We can say what we believe, even if it's dull and it's boring. It's dull and it's boring, but we don't got to make headlines for nothing. Like, come on now. They was really saying Mac Jones was a young Tom Brady. Like, are you serious? No. He's definitely – I mean, he's installed in the same system. So, I, I get the comparison. No, 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 no. But, I, but I he's, don't. Not, he's, not the, he's not the same let, type let, of let me, let me Let me give you a stat. If Mac Jones is not – if Mac Jones doesn't have a lead in a the game, they lose. So, what that tells me is that he, he – I'm not going to say a game manager. He's a front runner. If he's winning, yeah, he's good. But if it's a game, he ain't winning because he has to make throws. You know in the playoffs – Jeff, you got to make throws to win the Super Bowl. You got to. It's going to be a third and 10, third and 11. You're going to have to get 12 yards, 13 yards. Can Mac Jones do that now? Hell no. Now, you can say it's part of the weapons, but it's also part of him. It's uh, supposed to be bad weather again in Buffalo as well. And I definitely don't think you see a repeat of what happened the first time. The Bills aren't going to let the ball get run down their throat like they did in that first matchup. So we're on the same side there. That's going to take us to the Sunday game, starting with the Eagles taking on your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, of course, won 28-22 to on Thursday Night Football in a game that was not really that close. The Bucs were up 28-7. to I had the Bucs, minus 6.5 in this game, by the way. <clears throat> uh, thanks a lot for that. Uh, the Eagles never got the ball again after they cut the lead to 6, however, and Jalen Hurts had a bad game, and the run game was not effective either. 
the Eagles had two runs for 37 yards on the last drive of the game. If you take those two runs out, the Eagles had seven carries for 19 yards from their running backs the rest of the game. The Buccaneers also dominated time of possession, 40 minutes to 20 minutes. Uh, the Bucs did get a big game from Antonio Brown, who's obviously not there anymore. However, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. I think he's going to find a way to make it work. I like the Buccaneers in this one. I believe the spread's at uh, eight the last time I looked. Who? Antonio who? <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, uh, so, Jeff, when you, when, when you battled on that game, you didn't know me at the time. So, uh, let me tell you this. I'm going to make it all back up for you in one day. So, uh, I told you that there's one game that obviously I feel very confident in. This is it. Tampa Bay, I'm, getting, I'm taking Tampa Bay and the points. Philadelphia won't be able to run the ball on us. We will be getting ready for either Dallas or ho- hopefully, hopefully, I don't mean this in no disrespect to you. I want to play either Dallas in the next round or Arizona. Uh, I don't want to play the Rams. Because I just think the Rams, even though I don't trust Matthew Staff, and by the way, I told you about Matthew Staff. I've been telling you about him all. Oh, I've been telling I've been telling you about him since I met you. What he gonna do? Matthews, I wrote this on Twitter. Matthew Stafford will be Matthew Stafford. So I don't know why people think he's gonna be something different than what he is. He he's he shown you what he is. Anyway, the Rams defensive line can get after us, uh, like they did Jimmy G in that first half. So, uh, but Tampa Bay is gonna beat the Eagles. Eagles won't be able to run the ball. They have no really outside weapons other than Devontae Smith, and I feel like we can neutralize him as you know as much as we need to so i'm taking tampa bay uh i'm, I'm laying the points i am on the same side as well i had uh, another cowboys fan reach out to me uh, well we, just, we were just having a conversation as it were on twitter about who you would want to see in the second round and he's like oh should we root for the eagles so, uh, so that we don't have to put, we get a home game in the second round i said no i'd rather see the buccaneers win and I would rather see the winner of the Cardinals-Rams game beat the Packers because I would rather not go to Lambeau in the let NFC me, Championship. And let, the Eagles, me, even if the Eagles win this game, they're definitely not going to Lambeau and beating the Packers. Exactly. And let me say this. And I know people – I know people – obviously, you lay me as a Tampa Bay fan, and I am. And I'm, I'm going, I know I'm going to pick ahead, so apologize me in advance. I'm sorry. But I think Arizona is going to beat the Rams on Monday, and I think they're going to go to Green Bay and beat, our, and beat Green Bay and Green Bay. That would be something, obviously. So, 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 essentially, the winner of the Dallas and Tampa Bay game, I have a home NFC championship game because that because Arizona had to go to Dallas or Tampa Bay because they're the higher seed. So, whoever win that game, uh, well, I'm let me just say I'm not, I, I'm saying Dallas, but I don't necessarily know if I'm picking them. We'll find out in a few minutes. But if Dallas does beat San Francisco, the winner of Dallas and Tampa Bay will have a home playoff game. But in the NFC championship game, if Arizona can go in there and beat Green Bay. Because I don't think the Rams can beat Green Bay and, and, and Green Bay. That's just me. Now, the Cardinals did lose to Green Bay without um, without Devontae Adams, by the way. So, I'm not I'm not so sure that Arizona can. Yeah, but let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me say this. They lost because, at really, essentially, A.J. Brown didn't know the ball was coming to him. If he catched the ball. I mean, thank you. I'm, thank you, Jeff. You look great. A.J. Green. Yeah. ball was coming to him. He didn't caught the ball. They would have won that game. So, now, you can make a case where why was the game that close. I mean, again, the Packers got Aaron Rodgers. You can make you can make a case he's the MVP of the league. But my point is, is that I just think out of all the teams that can that Green Bay can face in the first or second round, Arizona's the only team that can beat them. In my opinion, I don't trust the Rams, and I uh, and I, I don't uh, and I, come on, Philadelphia stop. They're not beating Tampa Bay, so we ain't got to worry about that. 
Well, we'll uh, we could definitely uh, cross that bridge when we get there. It should be a fun playoff, however it does play out. That is going to move us to my team, my beloved Dallas Cowboys. They were a three-and-a-half-point favorite against the 49ers, and I will be lying to you if I said I wasn't absolutely terrified of Debo Samuel and George Kittle. I would have much rather played the Cardinals, but a higher seed is more conducive to a deep playoff run, which we just talked about. Um, Part of me thinks the Cardinals might have avoided San Francisco on purpose. Uh, I think they saw, um, obviously, you don't have TVs in the stadium. You can't really see what's going on. But if they realized what the 49ers were doing to the Rams in the second half of that game, and they were thinking, oh, if we win this game against Seattle, we're going to be matched up with them. We'd rather play the Rams. Part of me thinks they might have lost that game on purpose. Uh, Obviously, that's not 100% true. It's, you know, just something fun to think about. Um, I digress. I am afraid of this San Francisco team. This Cowboys secondary is susceptible if you can give the quarterback time back there. Trent Williams is the best left tackle in football. This Niners O-line is good. However, they're weak on the right side. I think this Cowboys pass rush can get pressure on Jimmy G on that right side. I think Dak needs to have a big game in this one to exploit this Niners weak secondary. I think all those things happen. Give me my Cowboys minus three and a half. I, I believe this is the game of the week. I, I truly believe that. I believe this is a game that Fox, NBC, CBS, which, by the way, I don't understand how CBS got this game. I don't usually thought CBS do AFC games. Well, they want they want Tony Romo calling the Cowboys game. Well, that's great. That's great. I'm, well, let me say this. I, I'm, I'm, I know Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and the, the Fox crew would be in Tampa Bay, and that's not a bad place to be in January. I'll give you that. But Dallas ain't a bad place to be either. That's, the, that's literally the game of the week, in my opinion. Or you can make it it's cold game of the week with Arizona and, and the Rams. Uh, I tossed and turned on this one all week, man. I'm going to take, take the Cowboys, reluctantly. I, I, I could definitely see a way of San Francisco winning the game because Debo Samuel is amazing. And I just think what Jimmy G did last week was a confidence build, not just for him, but for the team. Because you remember the last time he's put in that situation, he didn't come through. He came through last. He came through against the Rams on Sunday. So he, 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 he. You know, he that, that could that could bring confidence into the team. Debo Samuel is a is a football player. Uh, I know I was talking about Cordell Patterson all early in the season, but shit, Debo Samuel is just a better Cordell Patterson. So, um. So I could definitely see San Francisco winning, but I'm going to take Dallas. I think Dallas will win this game. Yeah, I, I think it really just all comes down to which team is able to protect the quarterback better. Obviously, if you, if, if you pressure Jimmy Garoppolo, he's going to make mistakes, and that offense is not going to move the ball. You saw that in that Rams game. The first half, the Rams were getting pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, and they couldn't move the ball down the field. The second half, they started protecting him yeah, better, but, and the 49ers started moving the ball. But, but this is my question, and I'm not trying to kill your boy Dak, but and Dak is a good quarterback. Do I think Dak is better than Matthew Stafford? Yes. But let me say this. And if you want – we've we been fair here. Dak has, some, Dak has some of the qualities in Matthew Stafford that I don't like in Matthew – like, he, they share some of those qualities. Like, when Dak gets pressure, Dak throws bad picks. Like how Matthew Stafford throws bad picks. You can go back to the game in Washington. That's how Washington got back in the game because he threw a terrible pick. So I'm just saying, like, the game will come down to, obviously, pressure, like you said, but which quarterback – can make – I believe both quarterbacks will make a mistake because that's just how games are. They'll throw an interception, get fumbled, whatever. But which quarterback in the most important time will, will, will not make a mistake? And I just believe that when the money on the line, I always believe you go with the best quarterback and the best coach. Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. 
So with that being said, like I said, I'm I'm scared of this game because I can definitely see San Fran winning, but I'm going to take Dak and Dallas in this game. I intentionally stayed away from the coaching matchup because obviously I think Kyle Shanahan oh, well, is a yeah, much yeah, better yeah, coach yeah. than Mike McCarthy, but I don't need to talk about that. That's going to move us on to uh, – we went from the game of the week to uh, pretty much the, the slaughter of the week, the Steelers taking on the Chiefs. The Chiefs a 12-point favorite at home in this one. And I've been joking about this, but I, I actually do kind of mean it. I think Big Ben would have been better off if that game had ended in a tie on Sunday night and the Steelers were, uh, weren't in the playoffs. At least he gets to go out on top. Now he's got to go to Arrowhead just to essentially get his ass kicked. Uh, we just saw this game a couple of weeks ago. The Chiefs completely blew out the Steelers. I have no reason to think this game will be any different. Give me the Chiefs minus 12. I am taking the Steelers plus 12 and a half. I, I think the, the, Chief, the Chiefs going to win the game, but I think the Steelers, I think the Steelers will cover. Uh, 12 and a half is a lot of points. Uh, the Steelers got pride. They got defense. They got will. They won't win, but they got, they got all those things. I think they'll keep the game close. Kansas City will pull away towards the end. And I wasn't impressed with what I saw last week with Kansas City. They messed my whole ticket up. Uh, they let they, they had Drew Locke looking. They had Drew Locke out there looking like he was playing for a contract. I mean, my mother, this dude was running around. He was making throws. I'm like, damn. So, I'm like, damn, a dead clock is right twice a day. So, he uh, uh, they made Drew Locke look good. So, shit. Big Ben right now still better than Drew Locke. So, I think the Steelers will keep it close, closer than 12 and a half. But give me uh, – Give me, give me, uh, give me Steelers plus twelve and a half, and I like the Chiefs to win the game. Uh, I just keep going back to that matchup that I saw a couple of weeks ago. The Chiefs won that game thirty-six to ten, and it wasn't that close. The Chief, uh, the Steelers got a garbage touchdown at the end of that one. It was thirty-six to three with about two minutes left. I just think we see a, a like that. I basically think we see a replay of that game. I don't. I I love T.J. Watt, but the rest of the Steelers defense and Minka Fitzpatrick, but the rest of the Steelers defense is actually below average. I don't think they're going to be able to get to Mahomes. I think you see a big game out of him, and I think they walk in this one. But uh, it remains to be seen. Like you said, the, uh, Pittsburgh does have pride. They're a you know a well-run organization, and it's likely going to be Big Ben's last game. So maybe he will put up a fight. We oh, shall ain't, see. Ain't, ain't, ain't no likely. It will be. <laughs> this, 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 this what happened last week ain't gonna happen again. They beat the Chiefs. Shit, the whole world would damn collapse. So they're not beating the Chiefs. So this is his last game. I'll give you that. But I just think they'll keep it close. They'll keep it close. If something crazy were to happen, that would move the Steelers on to play the Titans, who they just beat a couple of weeks ago. So you yeah, can see be, uh, you can see the, the wheels fall off of the playoff picture. That is going to move us on to the final game. It is the Cardinals taking on the Rams. The Rams are installed as an early four-point favorite in this one. Uh, and, of course, we saw these teams play twice. They are division rivals. And as you said when, uh, when looking at matchups, uh, you lean towards the quarterback and you lean towards the coach. I'm going to go to the coaching advantage in this one. I like Sean McVay and I absolutely hate Cliff Kingsbury. We just saw these two teams play a couple of weeks ago. As I said, they split these matchups, but the one that mattered, the one that decided the division, the Rams came out and took care of business. I think they do the same thing again here. Give me the Rams minus four. Uh, give me Arizona plus four and Arizona on the money line. I like Arizona in the upset. Matthew Stafford will be Matthew Stafford. I keep trying to tell you all. They, they, they thought the Rams will get will get bit in their face. Uh, just like in a way I feel like San Francisco will, if not this week eventually. Because San Francisco shouldn't have traded. They shouldn't have drafted J- Jimmy, Trey Lance. They should have drafted Michael Parsons. Can you imagine Michael Parsons on the, on the other side of Nick Bosa? That's, dang, that's more dangerous than what they got in Dallas. So, uh, but getting back to the 49, getting back to the uh, Cardinals and the Rams, you took the better coach. Yeah, Sean McVay is a better coach, but I'll take the better quarterback. Give me Kyle Lamar. 
I take Kyler Murray. Hope DeAndre Hopkins can come back. Even without DeAndre Hopkins, I still think they can win the game. Just have to play better on that offensive line, and Kyler's going to have to get out of pressure against the Rams. But I, I believe he will. I like Arizona plus four and a half, and I like him on the money line. This is the second season in a row for the Cardinals, and we've touched on this a couple of times. With uh, I don't know whether it's Kingsbury or whether it's Kyler or whether it's a combination of the two, but down the stretch of the season, the Cardinals have fizzled uh, two years in a row. They lost four out of five. Of course, their one win was against my, my Dallas Cowboys. Go figure that. But they lost four out of five down the stretch, including a blowout loss to the Detroit Lions and a loss to these Los Angeles Rams in which we saw Aaron Donald absolutely feast on this Cardinals offensive line. He sacked Kyler Murray three times in that game. Uh, I just keep going back to that game, and I just I have not seen the Cardinals play well. Even in that win against Dallas, uh, one of their touchdowns drives was aided by a fake punt, and if you take that away, they probably lose that game. So yeah, I'm just yeah. not so high on the Cardinals right now. Yeah, yeah, but when they lost last week, they lost, they lost to Seattle. Seattle, they tried to punt the ball. The dude couldn't do his job. That's how Seattle scored the touchdown. So, I mean, you can give and take in every game. So my point is, is that, yeah, I mean, yeah, they haven't played well, but I, I've always – all right, so I have a saying. During the regular season, you, you make your name during the regular season. In the playoffs, you make your fame. So I'm going to use this saying a lot during the playoffs. When the money on the line – okay, now, Jeff, bro, the money in the middle of the table. The money on the line. So I'm not. So now it's like, am I gonna go all in on Kyler Murray? I'm gonna go all in on Matthew Stafford. At the end of the day, yeah, Aaron Donald, Van, uh, Von Miller, J- Jalen Ramsey, Tyler Rapp, the dude that Jalen Ramsey hit in the face, whoever, all them dudes can play well. All the time. But at some point, the quarterback to do something. I'm going with the better quarterback. I'm taking Kyler Murray. Uh, I mean, we just saw Russell Wilson have a, a fairly subpar game and win because he got a, a, almost 200 yards from Rashad Penny. Uh, uh, if you're giving up uh, 200 yards to Rashad Penny in a game that they don't need but you need, uh, that's just telling me that you don't have it, man. I, I'm on the other side. But, you know, like I said, we're never going to agree on all these games. That is going to do it for the playoff games. However, anything else you want to touch on before we – oh, the national championship game. Uh, <laughs> I finally was on the right side of one. I, my picks went 5-11 and 11, uh, against the spread in week 18, uh, a complete crapshoot. Uh, my worst week of the season by far. But I did cap off the week with a winner in the national championship game. Georgia getting the job done. Obviously, we t- uh, before the podcast, we were talking about that injury uh, to uh, Jameson Williams. A terrible injury for Alabama, sw- uh, likely swinging that game. But in the end, the Georgia Bulldogs, national champions. Uh, any thoughts on that game? Congratulations to Georgia, Kirby Smart, and the uh, mailman himself, Stetson Bennett. I'm an Alabama fan. I picked Alabama to win. They didn't win. Uh, not gonna make no excuses. However, I will. I will say I. I don't. I don't call them excuses. I just say reasons. There, the two things can be mutually exclusive and mutually true at the same time when things happen. Um, Jamison Williams going down. Obviously, they didn't have John Metchie. If they had both of them, I feel like we already know what would have happened. Even if they would have one of them, I feel like we know what would have happened because Jamison Williams got hurt on the play. He caught like a fifty-yard pass. So. Uh, but congratulations to them. Georgia won. They deserve it. They're, there. They're the uh, national champions. And let's see if they can run it back next year. I know who I have my money on. Now, uh, Stetson, I, the props to Stetson Ben. I, uh, I was listening on the radio. I was coming back from the Caps game last night, listening to a lot of this game on the radio, and then I caught the fourth quarter when I got home. And the radio announcers just kept talking about JT Daniels coming in the game. Is it time to bench Stetson Bennett? Is it time to bench Stetson Bennett? They kept bringing up 
Uh, Nick Saban, of course, making the, a similar decision the last time Georgia played Alabama in the national championship game when he benched Jalen Hurts for Tua Tungvaloa. So a lot of people were thinking maybe you would see that happen, but JT Daniels never got in the game. Stetson Bennett stepped up, uh, did what he had to do, and got the win here. Uh, I was on Georgia. Like I said, happy to have a winner. I don't follow college football as closely as you do, so uh, I might have been on the wrong side and maybe got uh, some injury luck there, but I, I'll take a win however I can get it. No, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I'm, I won't take nothing away from Georgia. They are the national champions. They deserve it. They won it. Uh, it's tough to beat a team twice, especially in uh, like 30-some days, 40 days, and then the last time they played. So, uh, from Georgia, Georgia, Georgia earned it. They deserve it. But, again, I would – I don't even want to say I'd love to see these teams play at full strength. I'd just love to see see them teams play if Alabama had one of them receivers. Because I just think – I just don't think – because the way the game was going – I know you was listening to it on radio, but the way the game was going, it was 3 nothing, 6-3, 9. It was, it was begging – if Alabama could have just scored one touchdown, essentially the game would have been over. Because I don't think Georgia would have been able to come back from 10 points down or more. I just don't believe that. So uh, – but they could never get the ball in there. They could never, you know – put the lead over top of a large amount where Georgia couldn't come back. You know, game's all about momentum. So it depends on how, you know, you, when you have your momentum, how far can you get out? And the question is, when I get my momentum, how far can I come back to take the lead or tie the game or do whatever? So, uh, but yeah, again, like I said, Georgia won. They deserve it. They're the national champions. Uh, again, we got the SEC national champions. They're going to have to expand this playoff eventually because it's just going to be all SEC teams in the five. You can just see it. So, uh I know we get tired of seeing the same teams play every year, but when you got the best talent, you're going to play every year. So. Now, I was actually able to watch the first half of this game. I actually have a TV on my spotlight at the arena. Uh, it's kind of nice being able to watch TV and live hockey at the same time. So I was able to watch the first half and then listen to the third quarter on the radio on the way home. And part of uh, you were talking about momentum plays. Uh, the thing that swung this game eventually – the Georgia defense was creating those momentum plays over and over and over again. They intercepted Alabama in their own territory, set the offense up, and Georgia still couldn't do anything. It just felt like Georgia just kept doing things. They blocked the field goal at one point. They were getting sacks. They were making these momentum plays over and over and over again, and the Georgia offense just could not take advantage. They were finally able to do so, and that's what swung the game. And then, of course, the pick six uh, was the icing on the cake for that Georgia defense. Uh, Make no mistakes about it. The Georgia defense definitely won them this game. Absolutely. We definitely agree on that. Well, that is going to do it for the national championship game. Josh, anything else you want to touch on before we hop off? No, sir, man. I hope everyone enjoys these playoff games this weekend. should be a great weekend of football. Sounds good, Josh. We'll talk to you uh, probably later on in the week. Yes, sir, man. You have a great week. You too.